Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. best friends podcast in the world i am your host the i don't even know i don't know anymore dan i don't know my identity anymore i was gonna say you usually intro yourself as the king of butt rock and this whole thing you have going on right now has solidified your solidified my place yeah my place in the uh in the the annals of uh butt rock the what the annals oh okay sorry Ow. 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 <laughs> did you rip your real mustache off under it i might have oh man just a little bit um all right <laughs> all of the all of the audio people are not getting this full no. image no that you it, have i think it's coming off Hold this on. beautiful mustache the pit vipers this is why you gotta get on stream with us i mean it's you're missing a whole portion <laughs> of this amazing podcast this is peak tom right now all right uh, King of the Butt Rock, Crispy's the Boys, Tom. And I'm your other host, the Hot Master General, the Royer's Ford Rattlesnake. You know, if ever I was going to have a bush like to throw you. I know, we should We should get a couple of 12 ounce, uh, 12 ounce light boys in the uh, fridge here to throw to me. I, I feel like, I feel incomplete without like a back pocket beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have yeah the face you have right now is somebody who like walks up to like like a NASCAR race with a beer in the back pocket, mm-hmm. like pulls it out before he sits in the stands. Mm. No no that's all right. Got my own. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. Give me one of those moves. Oh yeah, it's Dan by the way. Yeah. <laughs> all right, um, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, you know, welcome back to uh, what we do every week. I mean, you've been with us every week, I guess. For 100 104? 104 episodes. Four episodes. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're back. Uh, continuing our uh, our Pittsburgh month. Yeah. Yep, we are continuing our month on the other side of the state here. Um, but before we get into that, uh, let's uh, let's do a little housekeeping. Yeah, guys. Uh, so we do it every episode here and uh, we will continue to do it for every episode, especially for the audio guys, uh, follow rate and review, follow the podcast on all major podcast platforms. That's how you know when the new episodes drop spoiler alert, it's going to be Wednesday. Spoiler. Um, yeah. And if you like, uh, if you like the, the podcast, uh, tell your friends about the podcast, 
So if you like the beer, if you like the beer, if you like the podcast, you like uh, the beer, you, you probably like the beer. <laughs> your friends might like it too. Is the mustache affecting your uh, speech right now? Yeah, this glue is seeping into my brain. <laughs> I'm just all I'm doing is. <laughs> uh, like wait, that. can you move I it? Like that move? Yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> um, wait, what? What's going to on? What? I don't know, Dylan. I don't know what you're saying. I don't even know if that's English. <laughs> I think Dylan's huffing glue like me. He's huffing mustache <clears throat> glue too. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, guys, yeah, follow, us- rate, five star party. Five star party. Five star party. Like that mustache. It's a five star party. Uh, Who knows? You give us a good review. Some might get a mustache ride. Oh man. Oh, audio people, you are missing some serious mustache work right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's uh, mustache magic, as they uh, as I like to say in the uh, the old mustache (laughs) world. Um, And then, uh, guys, uh, if you want to support the podcast, uh, would we would greatly appreciate that. Um, You can help support us make the podcast even better by donating to the podcast. You are helping us to get better equipment, make things such as merch possible. you can do that through our uh, our great uh, streaming platform or great podcast platform. I don't even know what the how to call it. Platform? It is a yeah, it's a podcast yeah. platform. This is the platform that gets the podcast out to all of the different yeah. podcast uh, like mediums. You know, Apple. We've got Spotify, Amazon Alexa. Um, gets our podcast out there, yeah. and you can uh, you can you know donate, help the cause. You know, every donation helps Tom get another fake mustache for the podcast. So, fake? I mean, helps him grow fake. another mustache. Exactly. Yeah, helps me. Totally help took a week for him to grow this. All my, all if my you tuned grooming. In last week, my my earls, my uh, <laughs> my waxes, my little miniature tiny, uh, tiny mustache brushes that you get from Chuck E. Cheese pays for the frame picture of Sam Elliott he puts next to his bathroom mirror. Yep. <laughs> Um, so you can do that. Uh, you can do that today. Uh, you can go on anchor.fm slash best, best friends pod to support the podcast. Uh, if you want to donate greatly appreciated, uh, we'll figure out something to do to, uh, <laughs> to give back to the, to the donors. So, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I think we, uh, <laughs> Oh, we did it at the same time. Oh, we, oh, did, we did it, it again. again. Mm. All right, you go. All right, there we go. There it is. <laughs> this is why you have two people at controls, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the unlock, uh, open, open the door. <laughs> no, no, you, you unlock. Uh, uh, yep, yep, uh, nope, yep, nope. Yep, don't, yep. don't hit the handle yet. <laughs> and as always, we are a part of the hopped up network. Hopped up network is a group of independent craft beer podcasts, much like ours. Uh, if you like our podcast, you might like some of the other podcasts on the network. You can follow them on, uh, Instagram at hopped up network or check out their website, www.hoppedupnetwork.com. Tom. Yeah. You look like you were pissed off at the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, man, you're right. <laughs> it does look like, a, oh, no, what happened to my camera? What? Oh, oh no. you stopped the camera. Oh, no. Tom, I don't think you can see any. I don't think you can see anything with the pit vipers on. I can see everything. <laughs> I can see. I can see into the future, Dan. Um, all right. Let's get our uh, let's get our guest on. Let's start drink, drinking some left side beer. Some left side beer. Yeah. Um, all right. So we are joined today. Like we said, we're continuing our month into 
the uh, the side of the state that eats their sandwiches with coleslaw and French fries. <laughs> I just like to do it with disgusting, just to make Dan mad. Um, so we are joined today by Adam, uh, Zach, and Dave from Trace Brewing out in Bloomfield. Oh, look at all the clicks you got, dude, to get this whole so many, crowd on here. So many clicks. <laughs> First right. Pittsburgh Brewery. We've we go. got a full house. We do. What's, What's up, guys? Everyone? Thanks for having How's us. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. All right. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about uh, some Trace beer. We're going to be talking about the Pittsburgh brewing scene. Yeah, we're going to talk about Pittsburgh. I mean, we have to with Adam wearing that scarf. So, <laughs> I mean, for all the people on the audio. It's not going to stop, he, Adam. He came, he came dressed as Wiz Khalifa <laughs> for this. And got his black and yellow on. He's ready. <laughs> all right. So um, sing a Mac Miller song. It's going to be great. Um. So we are. That's all I know about Pittsburgh music. We missed. We missed. We missed a lot this week, Dan. Uh, we did forget. Uh, we, you know. We, I know. I got, know. We got to do it, right? Uh, I don't know if we. I don't know if we have to do it. Now. We've already entered the podcast. Yeah, we've already entered. The podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, we, we missed the late '90s, early 2000s hip hop intro. Yeah, that was going to go perfect with your glasses. It was very appropriate. I know. Um. All right. So let's get into uh, let's get into some beers. Um, let's get into some trace. Yeah. We're gonna start. I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, we're gonna start off with. Uh, which one? We're gonna start off with "Love Is, is the Way." Love is the way is the first one we're gonna be starting mm-hmm. off with. And guys, uh, while I get that beer, Tom, do you want to talk to us about uh, Untapped? Uh, yeah, the lovely Untapped, the cesspool of the craft beer industry. Um, yeah. So we're uh, you can follow us and all of the beers that we are drinking on uh, Untapped at Best Best Friends Pod. Um, we're going to be drinking uh, Love Is the Way. It's a hazy IPA, seven percent alcohol by volume. It's IPA with citra and galaxy hops. Notes of I never know how to say this word. Lychee, lychee, lychee. Yeah. Uh, passion fruit and gooseberry. Uh, exactly how they pronounce it on the kids show the watch so like okay uh if you are searching for a path love is the way oh put a little tingle in my dingle there whoa <laughs> <laughs> all right um so yeah let's get started with this um oh man we lost who do, do we lose somebody no oh, we no. didn't lose anybody no, i think we're all here yeah, zach's just behind our logo <laughs> there, there he is there we go <laughs> that's much better much more appropriate yeah i'm so comfortable hiding back there though <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh, i gotta stop laughing i gotta stop smiling i know you can't do it anymore no <laughs> no i'm all crooked i'm all cockeyed all right tom all right i feel like your costume is it's got you frantic Right. Are you ready? We're yep. going to slow this down here. Three, two, one, go. Oh, there we go. All right. Breathe, Tom. That was a good one. Which one are we pouring in, Dan? Just pouring those two. You got them right there. All right. So while he's pouring out the beer, I guess I'll defer this question to head brewer uh, Zach. So tell us a little bit about this beer and the brewing process with this one. It's Zach, right? Do you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, I, I froze up there for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> he was like staring at me. I'm like, I, I, it's Zach, right? <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the computer. I... <laughs> uh, 
I'm sorry if you asked the question. I didn't hear it. Oh no, it's all good. Uh, so, asked, what, yeah. what's the meaning of life? Well, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, it was a real heavy loaded question right there. Yeah, 42. Don't forget your towel, guys. <laughs> so uh, yeah, go. Uh, I guess tell us a little bit about the brewing process, thought behind this beer. Yeah, uh, is this one of your beers that you guys do? Like, is this like a flagship or a normal beer? Or is this kind of in the rotation? Sure. Yeah, we don't really um, have what you might call like a flagship beer i think we've made this beer more often than maybe any others uh we kind of started out with the idea of making a lot of different stuff to see uh what fit the people that were coming to the brewery um but then you know you make a hazy citra galaxy beer that's gonna be pretty popular it's gonna be a hot seller keeps the lights on yeah Mm -hmm. so um yeah, I mean, I try to go for a uh, lower, like a little bit more approachable IPA designs that are not as bitter. Um, so, I, you know, I, I kind of ascribe to the philosophy that there's a lot of different versions of hazy IPA. They kind of all get lumped together, but um, I try to go for the softer side of things. Um, there's been a lot of variety and galaxy hops the last year so this is uh kind of one of the better um lots of galaxy that we've gotten so this one's a little bit more uh tropical um definitely on the news everybody knows galaxy for sure and citra um but yeah i uh try to give it just a, a little touch of malt it's not there, there's a, there's some stuff in there that's not just base malt and uh, yeah I you know try to make it so that you know people that don't think they like IPA could you know hopefully enjoy it that's kind of the goal awesome well cheers guys Sancho boys hey, cheers that's funny what you said about uh, I guess this latest crop of uh, Galaxy that you guys had in. Uh, we've heard from other like like breweries we've had on the podcast that have had a love hate relationship with Galaxy yeah, um, sure. over the last like three years. You know, it first kind of hit the scene. It was everybody wanted to put it in yeah. their IPAs, and then some. I guess yields were kind of bringing something like almost like a peanut buttery kind of taste mm-hmm. to it, and people were yeah kinda, we got that <laughs> yeah <laughs> people were getting not so tur- much in this one, but we yeah. did get it yeah. And then people were saying you know it was, it was making a comeback. You know, recently, you know, Galaxy has been kind of making a comeback with the latest kind of crop that's been coming around. So yeah. it's nice. And you definitely hit the nail on the head with this. Mm-hmm. You get a lot more tropical notes than uh, I I do search out hazies with Galaxy. And when I got those peanut butter ones, I was like, what happened to Galaxy? I don't like it anymore. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we got a yeah, we had a couple that were that were brewed over. I guess it was early late 2020 early 2021 yeah that it was were, around yeah. that time it, it was like you could tell <laughs> something was a lot different yeah um i feel like it's like ptsd for zach over there he was just like yeah that <laughs> oh, was oh man was we like, made one that <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting until i have like full confidence in that hop again because we made a beer that was just galaxy and columbus and yeah it just it's just straight up peanut butter and <laughs> grass and just the faintest little bit of that galaxy tropical fruit in the background 
And it was still expensive AF. <laughs> yeah, well, people, <laughs> the price came down. It's not what it used to be. Now now it's Rawaka. I saw Rawaka <laughs> hops online and the price. I was like, wow, this is the new one. But yeah. <laughs> I certainly remember when Galaxy was going for absolutely insane prices. I mean, it's not cheap by any means. but Trust me, Dave. This I one definitely will sell. lived that <laughs> out with the, the peanut buttery. <laughs> Galaxy thing. had to win its customers back. They're like, listen, guys. We, we know, we know. <laughs> yeah. It got that, like, it, 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 like you were saying, it kind of got a little bit of that, like grass, hay kind of, yeah. and it right. was like that, that the one, the yield that really made it pop off had that like big, bright citrus flavor and, uh, sure. you know, super tropical and, and then it just, yeah, and it had a really good, like, and it aged well too, it gave yeah. it almost like a sweet mm. resinous kind of flavor. So like as the IPA kind of aged a little bit, you know, it got less green and almost got like almost like a dankness to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, circling back to this one here. Um, yeah. Tropical notes on the nose. Uh, you definitely get it throughout the entire sip too. And uh, with the, I guess with the, uh, the grain bill, did you, you said something about using, <laughs> you said the softer side and I started thinking like the softer side of Sears and I like think of those old commercials. <laughs> Wrench. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so with that, I guess using a lot of like oats and yeah, just to kind of soften it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we pretty much put oats and wheat in all okay. of our uh, hazy IPAs. I've stayed away from doing any um, toasting it up lactose stuff or anything <laughs> like that. I, I find that um, good on you. You can achieve plenty of body. I, I, I don't want that. Um, not that there's anything like you know it, it has its place i just you know i i'm that's not what i'm trying to do I, I find that i can get as much body as i want with uh oats and wheat in the right proportion and then uh, you know we use a couple other base malts here and there that have a little bit more um i guess for lack of a better word maltiness to them than just straight two row to try to kind of blend it in there and try to find like the the hazy IPA version of balance. I mean, back in the day it was, you know, you need a little C60 and all your IPA and uh, now it's, it's a little different, but I still try to give it something to kind of fill it out a little bit, give it a little color with the malt. Um, But yeah. Yeah. This color is definitely Instagram worthy. Like Mm -hmm. this is where you put that (laughs) enhance, you get that enhance filter and it just like brightens it up post it online get a couple hashtags yeah you gotta get for the gram <laughs> gotta do it for the gram yeah. um iso iso <laughs> um yeah i mean I, I really like this um i was expecting like uh you know like a citrus punch in the face um but it definitely has that um that resiny kind of yeah. taste to yeah. it you know a little bit of pepper to it um yeah. it, it, i i like the balance on it it's not like like I said, not super tropical and not super juicy. You know, it's, it's just like a nice hazy IPA. Yeah. Still guy yeah. gives you IPA vibes. You know, some of these, you know, they try and go for the juice factor and, you know, you kind of lose sight of what, like, like the basic IPA, like BJCP American IPA was, mm-hmm. you know, you start losing all those tasting notes and you, you know, I love getting a hazy IPA that still reminds you of like the old, like, you know, ibu wars and you get a little bit of bitterness you get a little hoppiness in there sure yeah 
I don't know if I can I can do this seriously with this get up, Dan. I know but, uh, you, you keep looking at the beer, and I feel like you're just angry at it no, with that got, mustache on. It's got good body. Um, it's it it is nice and soft on the palate. Um, got good head retention. Um, I've got good good lacing on my glass. Um, you look like you're doing a Facebook Live video from like the front seat of your pickup truck, and you're <laughs> about to tell us that you graduated from the School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> I can do that. I think I can manage that. <clears throat> so, uh, Zach, how did you uh, how did you get started with brewing? Oh man, I uh, I kind of stumbled into the beer world, um, and then really fell in love with it on the way. But you know, it originally the, the first job I had. Um, that had anything to do with beer was actually selling beer, um, hawking beer in the stands at Patriots games. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was out there walking up and down the aisles, uh, selling, you know, macro lager. And, uh, that led me to a job at, uh, at whole foods in the beer and wine department. And that's where I really started to, you know, start home brewing and, uh, I was hand selling a lot of craft beer. This was, you know, at the time, I think our hottest seller was uh, grapefruit sculpin in a uh, six pack. So if you remember those oh days, yeah. we remember those fondly. Remember those fondly, yeah. <laughs> uh, we were in, uh, you know, outside of Boston, and occasionally we'd get like one case of Main Beer Company lunch, and we'd have to like hide it behind the counter. People were freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> You know, it was it was that, you know, those days of people driving up to the Alchemist to buy cases of uh, Petty Topper. And uh, those days uh, when beer, yeah. when, when beer muling was in the its original prime. version yeah. of those days. When, when they were driving up the, the Alchemist for, for Hetty Topper, not uh, not up to Treehouse for uh, Julius right. and King Julius and King Julius is Julius and Green Julius. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the more yeah. things change, the more they stay the same. But yeah, then, <laughs> you know, long story short, I got a job uh, bartending at Harpoon. They opened a beer hall there. And then uh, after that, I got a part time job basically cleaning kegs for Trillium Brewing. Um, and that was kind of my foot in the door to production. Um, ended up there for a couple years. I came to, uh, Pittsburgh, worked for Dancing Gnome and then, uh, a handful of other places and then, uh, wound up involved in opening trace. So it's been, uh, it's been, a, it's been an, an interesting ride and I've learned from a lot of great people. I was going to uh, say you, you, you've really, you've worked with a lot of, uh, of heavy hitters there. Yeah. I mean, I, I have very much been, um, you know, people say that, uh, you know, half of luck is preparation. I, I tried to, uh, you know, be ready and then very much was in the right place at the right time a couple of times. And, um, I've been very fortunate and it's, and it's been nice to, uh, you know, pay that forward. Now we have the vocational program at the brewery and, uh, you know, I get the, teach people the stuff that other people taught me, which has uh, been pretty rewarding. Oh, it's very cool. Could you, uh, can you go in more in depth about the, uh, the vocational program? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, so part of like the, 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 uh, 
you know, the vision and the DNA of, of Trace Brewing from the beginning was that we were going to have um, a vocational program. It's a six-month program. People don't have to have any experience, and we um, actively encourage people um, of all uh, races and genders and backgrounds to apply. Um, and, you know, the, the point of it essentially is to uh, try to encourage people that never saw themselves um, having uh, the chance to work for a brewery to, um, you know, put themselves in a position to do something that they really care about. And, um, you know, I, I, I basically, but you know, my role in it is to take the experience that I've had and train, uh, people, um, to be, you know, able to go out and get a job when they're done, um, working with us, which so far has been pretty successful. Um, you know, and it, it's, it's a little different. I mean, I, I've trained, some other people in my career, usually, you know, you're not training someone to go work for somebody else. So, <laughs> so but you know, with that in mind, it's like, uh, it, uh, and it affects the way that, that I do it. But, um, you know, we've had, um, very, very rewarding experiences with it and met some wonderful people, trained some wonderful people who have now gone on to, uh, find work in Pittsburgh breweries. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm sure that we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more later, but that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. not something that you hear about very often. No. Yeah. This is the first time we've heard about yeah. it. Do you, yeah. uh, do you approach the class? Like, like Denzel from training day? Like, do you make, <laughs> do you make them like first, they have to like sling macro loggers, you know, at like a football game first in the stands or like you have to, oh, come, you have to come from, from where I, from where I started, or is it like uh, or like yeah, make them stack yeah, beer at a Whole Foods? What, what's the uh, was it uh, what the? How do I reach these kids? Oh, uh, yeah. stand and deliver, stand and deliver. That's what. I was. <laughs> <laughs> how do I reach That's these? Exactly what it is. <laughs> you take four cases of cans and run up and down a flight of stairs. <laughs> so, no, I mean Zach's we, mentorship we, program slash CrossFit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, you know. My my angle in it is it's it's functional on the job training in a small brewery where anyone that's worked in uh, production in a small brewery could tell you that you do a little bit of everything all the time, and so I do a lot of um, kind of just uh, thinking out loud and explaining what I'm doing, and then there's you know the nuts and bolts training of the things that you need to know how to do. Um, to get, you know, your average packaging or seller position. And, you know, I'm just, I just try to be an open book and encourage them to ask questions and read and seek out any kind of sources of information and talk about it. And yeah, I mean, we, uh, we're evolve it evolves as we go. I mean, I, I'll say that. I mean, it's like every every month I get better at it in some way because it's you know being a being a teacher is different. You know, when uh, when the expectation is to try to 
you know, kind of set them free at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine that, especially yeah. in in brewing. It does. You, you talk to a lot. I guess we talk to a lot of brewers and, you know, a lot of you know brewers are pretty, you know, uh, you know, they're pretty soft spoken or to themselves, especially in a, at a small brewery level. Like sometimes you're back there brewing by yourself for like, you know, eight hours a day. Like maybe you get the occasional person walking by. So now you have to be social. You have to have these, you know, these classes. And now you're you're taking a crash course in public speaking. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, luckily for me and it's kind of funny because it's been so long, but um you know, I used to have to give tours at Harpoon, and it was literally public speaking. Oh, wow. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to have to stop you there. We, we used to. That's true. Well, I, we, I figured we would get, you know, Dave was also there. <laughs> we gave the best tours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Dan, so. do you want to do uh, final thoughts on the uh, on the hazy? Yeah, we'll do final thoughts and move on. Uh, yeah. Final thoughts on uh, Love is the Way. It was great beer i yeah. i enjoyed it this was my first trace offering and i'm excited to get into some more here so yeah super slammable uh, yeah i mean and i mean talking about galaxy was fun i mean galaxy is that roller coaster yeah. ride of a hop where you know it's has highs and lows i feel like you definitely um you definitely hit the nail on the head by saying like this crop of galaxy is awesome so i definitely enjoyed this uh this beer a lot cool. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Thank very, you. very enjoyable. Um, so the next beer that we're going to get into is, uh, I believe the Fodor Keller beer. I believe it is the Fodor Keller beer, which, Fodor. uh, I'll put it up right here in a second here. So yeah, we got the, uh, <laughs> Tom is slowly turning into Ryan from Warwick farm brewing. It, it, it's just happening. I'm, I'm, I'm the wish version that can't brew. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, Zach was talking about his, uh, his mentorship program. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like what, how we beg breweries to brew with us so we could just be there too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <clears throat> All right. Wow. So let me pull up the, uh, I got the Keller beer right here. And while we're pulling that up, Tom, uh, you can tell us about, uh, untap there and yeah. get into the beer. Oh, All right. So, uh, we're going to be doing the Fader Keller beer. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me switch, get Zach uh, down there. Um, it's a 5.2% uh, alcohol by volume Keller beer. It's our house Keller beer aged for two months in an American oak fader. Uh, floral and lemon hop character with caramel and vanilla notes from the oak. All right. I'm a, I'm a sucker for the fader. Yeah. This is our... Uh, wait. Oh, uh, so Chris is joining uh, late... Oh. Zach is the uh, is the head brewer. Zach is the brewer from Trace. So this we have is another brewer named Charlie. He's not here, but <laughs> Zach I, I is going to jump in and say it was me because we've had guests <laughs> ask. <Yeah>. Him brewer. <laughs> 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 it's it's me, uh, your bartender. I'm the head brewer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to get a crack here. Three, two, two one. one. Little, Got, little, did you get a little little splash on the uh, splashback on the stash there? Mm -hmm. Splash on the stash. <laughs> you know what? I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, for all the people who are listening, though, he's yeah. Tom's rocking the stash. I didn't see any foam from the previous beer on the stash no, when you were drinking it. I, uh, are you a little upset that no, you didn't I, get the uh, you didn't get the beer mustache? I was, I was with a little us? strategic with that. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So this is our uh, our second. This might be our third fooder. 
Is it? I think. I don't know. We had, I know we had prayer so group many. from Tired Hands. Yeah. We'll call it our second because I can't yeah. remember the... That was that's a great beer. But yeah, very different than this, but a great beer. That was uh, that was my beer, my favorite beer of twenty twenty. Yeah, I was gonna say that was yeah, your was favorite tw- beer of twenty twenty. That one still sticks with me. Um, all right, so let's get uh, let's get into this thing. Boys, Slancha, cheers, guys. Salud. Cheers. Cheers. Let's let's raise a glass to Adam's scarf. <laughs> I still haven't forgotten about it. Long may it live. He wears it in the summer. Too. Yeah, oh man, summer. <laughs> that's like his trace uniform. You got to get yeah. some of those. Like uh, you got to get uh, the uh, soccer. Yeah, scarves like the soccer scarves for yeah. trace. Yeah. <laughs> we we actually sponsored a soccer team. Yeah, we might as well. Get oh no, yeah. You, you need like trace football club uh, scarves. <laughs> I don't know, Chris. Idea. Is this a uh, is this a request or I, I don't know? Citra Matuka Sabro, Motueka, Matueka, whatever it is. <laughs> and Jen, yes, the Fodor beers. What yeah. I like about uh, the Fodor is how much of the barrel comes off on it, and for this, like it, it gives me the vibes of like, you know, sipping. A little bit of like whiskey, you know, you get some of the barrel when you have like a really yeah. good whiskey. Oh, yeah. And that's what I get when I have a Fodor. And that's uh, kind of getting the vibes on this right now. Is it like kind of sat on my palate for the first two sips. Yeah, the uh, the oak's coming through really nice. Um, I'm definitely getting a little bit of that citrus citrus um, in there, which is really refreshing with the uh, with the lager. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the uh, the process with the Fodor? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, um, we have put five or six different beers through it. We have a, uh, fooder crafters, uh, white Oak, American Oak fooder. Um, it's got a, uh, you know, just a light toast on the inside. Um, and, and they tell you, and a lot of people, other brewers have said that, um, the character from it is not what people initially expect. Um, I think enough people have now started to have some clean beers out of these that they understand what it's doing. This beer is probably the palest, lightest beer that we've put through it. So uh, at least for the longest. So I, and, and we also had it on draft, um, still do have it on draft with the base beer as well available. So people can try them both. That's awesome. Yeah. Having a comparison here, um, what the fooder is doing, but yeah, basically, I mean, we ferment the beer. Um, usually what we'll do, we have a 10 barrel fooder and all our tanks are 20 barrel tanks, 10 barrel system. So most of the time, what I do is I'll double batch a lager. Um, I'll get it through all fermentation till it's uh, good and clean. And then we've done a variety of different treatments of the beer, getting it into uh, the fooder. But for this one, it's um, sorry. My dog is making this crazy. Noise. I thought a car was driving by. I know. I thought the same thing. That's my dog. Come here. <laughs> my dog wants me to play with him. Um, so <laughs> the Keller beer, we try to present as like a, uh, you know, Keller beer is unfiltered uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, Essentially, the idea of the Keller beer is like drinking 
a uh, Pilsner or a Hellas before it has finished lagering more or less. So it usually has like a slight, um, you know, hazy appearance to it. Not in the same way as we think of hazy now, but just it's not crystal clear. So um, anyway, we, we usually double batch. We split half into the fooder and then it hangs out in there for a couple months. We bring the whole batch out and then crash it. And then that's pretty much it. We'll throw it on draft. Um, and uh, yeah, we found that two months has been uh, the good uh, magic number so far. Uh, I've talked to some people that have gone longer. One time we actually put a Czech Pilsner in there and I cut it at one month because I felt like it was, you know, that was the only other thing that came close to this, but that was an earlier turn. Anyway, we're starting to kind of push it a little bit further. Um, we have, uh, we actually have uh, our Dortmunder Cole Hill in there right now. Oh, I think that batch might go maybe two and a half to three months in there. It's a little maltier, so I think it could stand up to it. But it's one of the most fun projects that. I get to work on, um, you know, many, many people have not tried something like this yet. So it's, it's, a, it's fun, especially in our brewery because it's literally the fooders right there. You're sitting at the bar and I hear people all day ask the bartenders, well, what is this? And they're like, it's a lager. <laughs> and it was in that thing. And then they just point at it. And they're like, oh. <laughs> that's pretty cool the voters just at the bar just raising a glass like <laughs> yeah it's just right there so it, it makes it really easy to uh do the educational piece for the uh serving staff but um yeah i mean i i really love what the oak does to these beers so we got uh, we got jen aka hello brutiful uh yes. popping in here <laughs> when will some of the spawn beers from the cooler the cool ship be ready well trap, trap uh, question the first yeah <laughs> when they're ready, be ready. Uh, the first spontaneous batch is a year old in about a week and change and uh we just put the second spontaneous batch into the oak a couple of days ago so in a while <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're fermenting and they're doing their thing it's just uh it, it, it takes time i don't know we do have some other some of the other original batches that we open fermented in the cool ship are now getting to a point where soon we'll be able to blend them so We'll see. Hopefully, we'll be putting some beer on fruit in the spring. And then uh, just patience. Patience is the first <laughs> <laughs> um, So I think we, we need to get Dave involved here. Oh, geez. <laughs> Tell us how, uh, how Trace got started. Um, so... Zach and I put a bunch of money in Bitcoin back in 2007. Holy shit. And uh, yeah, we just, it you was guys, like you the guys are quadrillionaires and, by now, huh? Yeah. And uh, just kind of sat around uh, back in our Cambridge days watching it go through the roof. And uh, 
<laughs> decided to pull out the market and like what better thing to start than a brewery. So <sighs> that is, uh, that's the, that's the short story long of you're a, trace. So you're a crypto brewery. That's the first, <laughs> that's the first one for the podcast. No. He's like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not. It was a, <laughs> it was a bank loan. <laughs> it was just a normal bank loan. <laughs> if we had put our money in crypto, we probably wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> you know, the usual uh, Bitcoin to a uh, early adoption, Bitcoin to brewery story. That's that classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've heard it once. You've heard it. Now. <laughs> it's that classic New England rocket story. ships. With yeah. Elon. We'd be on those rocket ships if we had done that. But um, no, I mean, you know, I've known Zach for going on almost 10 years now. And, you know, like I mentioned, we both worked at Harpoon together. We bartended together. We brewed together, home brewed together. Um, and, uh, you know, when way back when, when uh, the two of us and our business partner, uh, Joel, who we, who we also bar, uh, bartended and brewed with, you know, would chat about what, what's the vision of the kind of brewery that we would want to own own and operate. It was, it was something like trace, which is, you know, centrally located in a city, highly dense, very diverse staff and clientele, diverse beers that we can offer I mean, everything from barrels and cool ships and food or beer. Um, and, um, which, you know, Adam can really touch on, um, a lot more than, than I can, but really being community centric and being a place you know, for everyone. And so, uh, you know, I got Zach, Zach and I lived in Cambridge, Massachusetts for some time. I moved here about, um, I don't know, not too much, not too much longer, you know, before you got here, Zach, like just a little bit before and, uh, got him to move here. Like you mentioned, brew for dancing gnome. And we started, you know, shopping around looking for places that, that could be a home, uh, for trace found that in early, uh, or I guess late 2018, um, started demo in uh, late 2019 and we had plans to open in March, 2020. And then, uh, you know, world <laughs> ended. Classic story. So, so like a, yeah. Classic. This is a tale we get a lot on the podcast yeah. is that uh, we, <laughs> yeah. we tried to open in 2020 and well, you yeah, know. Or, to open. or we, we, we opened in November of 20, like 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I mean, I honestly, I have, I have more sympathy for, for those folks. I mean, we ended up opening in December, 2020. I honestly feel like it's crazy to say that we dodged a bullet, but to open right before what COVID, was, I mean, that was, it, was just, was it Do Dr. Brewlittle, uh, in, in Jersey opened right before the pandemic and had no plans of doing canning or anything. Yeah. They mm -hmm. went, yeah. Tap room, tap uh, room only growler fills. Yeah. They, they did oh, the tap man. room business plan right as it happened. And they just started canning, like not too long ago. Yeah, not too long ago. Wow. Yeah, I mean they they were able to kind of uh, survive with survive on the growler mm -hmm. crowler kind of combination mm -hmm. with that. Good for them. Yeah, uh, we talked to Attic. Uh, they mm -hmm. they set up what January of 2020 or like December of 2019, I think. Mm -hmm. oh Same God. thing with uh, one of the hottest breweries in Pennsylvania right now, Warwick Farm. Yeah. They started right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, so, I mean, they went right for the uh, for the can yeah. uh, can approach, mm -hmm. which uh, yeah, I mean, I don't definitely think smart. They, they didn't have a choice because they didn't have a tap room then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I mean, that's similar to Trace's story. I and mean, I think this, you know, the story of the pandemic for small businesses and you know, breweries is just the story of the pivot. I mean, it was constant, constant pivot. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to say, you know, this was our business plan. This was our vision. And you kind of um, just became a story of survival. And, you know, for us, you know, again, we were, we were a small brewing taproom, 10 barrel system with 20 barrel fermenters and, and serving tanks. We're, we're not really made for mass distribution by design. Um, and so when we opened December, um, December 17th, it was actually, it was the worst day for COVID cases in Allegheny County. And we all decided as a team that, you know, we're not going to open to the public in a taproom setting. We're just going to be doing uh, beer to go. And you know, we did that for two and a half months, just beer to go um, until cases started to come back down. Then even though we could open up at 25%, we opened at 10% just to, just to do baby steps um, then eventually got to 25%. And it wasn't until June 2021, so really six and a half months after we opened, that we fully opened up our taproom vision, which was to pull back from distro, to pull back from can sales, and get folks to come into the into the brewery for all the great um, events and artists and DJs and everything else that we do there to make it a community space. So it was, our, you know, we, we got to get up to our, our front of house staff and our back of house staff constantly pivoting from full distro to a little bit of distro and a little bit on site. So about half and half to, you know, now it's practically 99% on site, uh, which was always our design. Yeah. And that's awesome too, because the, the tap room kind of setting and ambiance for a brewery is, you know, where people get to learn about the beers mm-hmm. a little bit more. And it's, yeah, like you said, it's a sense of community when so people kind of get together. It's where you make your repeat customers. Yeah, exactly. You, know. you get your usuals and it's, it's funny to hear like, Cause you hear from every brewer, like when they went to cans, you know, it, it kept the lights on, but you could tell like they were just, you know, Hey, you know, it's, you know, everyone enjoys our you know beers. We're getting them out the door and everything, but they miss being in the tap room and, you know, talking to people about the beer and everything. But yeah, sorry. I, I you guys cut out there a little bit, but I'm just going to nod my head. It sounds like <laughs> it, was really, it was about everyone enjoying beer and getting together, which is exactly yeah. what yeah. I'm trying to do. And with it it, it, I don't want to say it was the the pandemic was good for breweries because it wasn't. I, I mean, a lot of breweries struggled, but I think it was good for the beer industry, if I can say that. Like, uh, it, it, I feel like it forced breweries to kind of take a step forward with online ordering, mobile ordering, uh, stepping up their their social media presence. Um, just getting out there and like, you know, curbside delivery. I, you know, I, I love the fact that during that you, you were able to keep, uh, help keep the lights on by being able to order a beer, drive up, pick it up, drive away. Yeah. Even before we couldn't even like physically touch it, just backing up and putting mm-hmm. our hatch up and being like, yeah, right in the back there, man, it's cooler. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and just like beep on my way out and everything. Uh, we've got a, we've got a question here uh, from YouTube. Oh, all right. Oh, wow. And it's not a porn question. It's oh, not, and it's not wow. porn related at all. <laughs> we're, not, we're not being baited at all. Oh, sun shadows. Yeah. What a throwback. Yeah, Zach, <laughs> we got that. Yeah. We got that same question from somebody in Pittsburgh too. The Mexican lager. Wow. Wow. Is that, I, think so. I think we'll make it this summer. It was one of the first beers we made. And uh, at that time, it, I can't even explain really like the blur that was just 
the finish line and then of the construction and then opening and then trying to navigate everything that we were just talking about. But yeah, the sun shadows was one of those beers early on that resonated with a lot of people. And, uh, you say it was a Mexican lager. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was kind of a, it was a hybrid of a lot of things. Um, but it was made with Mexican lager yeast and it had that kind of character to it. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I've thought about it. There's a, there's a bunch of beers that we've only made once, um, and we've been kind of working our way back through them, which is nice. I mean, I, I like having that um, some of these in my back pocket in a sense of there's a lot of, uh, you know, we're, we're actually looking at making a bunch of hoppy stuff that we haven't made in many months um, coming up here, mm -hmm. so... Is, is, to answer the question, that yeah, that, that beer will definitely come back. <laughs> Anyone else hearing that? <laughs> is that Zach's dog? It's it Zach's dog. Is that my dog? Is Zach's dog is like Adam's stomach. I know. I was like, is someone's stomach growling? <laughs> I'm trying to get him to just sit here on the couch. He wants to play. Do you know yeah. how hard it is to laugh we're about smiling? It, we're going to make it again. <laughs> I, I love, I love when... Sun shadows. Yeah, that's what that is. I love when Zach starts like describing a beard being so profound. Then you look at this mustache on like Tom's face. And just <laughs> he looks so unamused by everything you guys are saying while you're sitting there talking. <laughs> I've been trying so hard he, to like. He laugh looks incredibly without... angry every time. He's such I a sad face. I can't. Oh, the audio is just it. missing out. I'm just mm -hmm. staring at it from like, is he mad? It's so hard to is he... to laugh without <laughs> smiling. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, you're laughing like an oil baron <laughs> oh man um <laughs> oh, that, that's a good one perfect <laughs> sorry about the dog i'm, I'm ron burgundy <laughs> read what's ever on the prompter it's the pleats it's the pattern pleats um so I mean, kind of going with the the theme of the uh, the episode here. Any question come in? Is this the year of the logger? You know what? We actually had this in our notes. Sure seems like it. Yeah, I mean, um, so for us, it was interesting. I mean, I kind of going going into the brewery. Um, you know, I kind of had the green light given to me. Just make anything, and we'll kind of see what people respond to and then i think partly because of the fooders uh because of the fooder logger program you know we drew a lot of interest to loggers early oh man uh, are you good on your end um yeah hold on let me see if i can change our tom uh-oh good hold on I'm going to unmute myself. Yeah, looks like. You good on your end? Yeah, I'm good on my end. Can you guys, hold on, I'm going to change my audio settings here. We've got, uh, let's see, speakers. Uh, I'll be up here in a second. All right. <clears throat> Let me just get this set up here. Hey, we, it's funny. I think we lost Adam and... We lost Adam and Tom at the same time. At the same time? Really? Oh, he froze. He froze. Look at... Oh, man. Tom, You. Th this is the perfect... Tom's face 
That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is awesome. <laughs> oh man, we lost everybody. Yeah, just <laughs> freezing all around. <laughs> Everybody's freezing. Dude, Dave, that was perfect, man. <laughs> Tom's been, uh, I mean, speaking of Bitcoin, he's been just, he's been mining Bitcoin with the graphics card and it's destroyed his computer. <laughs> yeah, he's coming back here soon and then I'm going to, as soon as he's in, I'm going to drop my audio. audio. Yeah, yeah, drop your okay. audio there. Good, good. I just had to right. use the restroom. Sorry. Okay. This is a good time. <laughs> We're all frozen. Yeah. Oh, hey. all right. We're back. All right. We're back in business. And you're still, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, there we go. Perfect. And we're back. Yeah. All right, now we're back. We're all we're we're all back. (laughs) Yeah, my graphics card has been shit in the bed, and (laughs) perfect time. Thanks, thank you, graphics card, for doing that. I love the, uh, I love the Dale Junior. Number one fan right here. (laughs) Uh, And and I ain't no no Junior fan. Number three, the Uh, Eliminator. I was gonna say, may I say? Tom, your computer crashed like Dale Senior. Mm. Just a, just a. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> mm. You Damn, may not, Daniel. Really? I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like people have had time it's to. It's been like with that. two decades. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like twenty years. Ah, uh, all right. Well, might I add that David's frozen face was probably the best part of that. I was like, oh, we lost David, too. He's like, ah, just kidding, guys. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So we were talking about you're the logger. Yeah. We talked about that and your computer just crashed. It's like hazy IPAs did not want you're the logger. Yeah. No, big, big hazy got into into the uh, the system. In Bev's just like, what the hell, guys? We finally have hazies and now you guys are going back to loggers. We spent all that money on (laughs) goddamn Goose Island. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Damn it, InBev. Next thing you're going to tell me you really like Sophie. (laughs) Fantastic. <clears throat> so yeah, the year of the logger. I I think uh, I mean I've been hoping for this for going on two years now. Just bring back all the loggers. Bring, yeah, give me all I mean, the pilsners, think, all the uh, loggers. It's been it's been working for us so far uh, to have. You know, there have been times where we had eight beers on draft and four loggers. There was a week where we had five loggers and two of them were Oak age loggers. And I mean, I think if you talk to brewers a lot, especially the last couple of years, I mean, everybody that, you know, is in the beer world goes through, um, you know, cycles where they get into something and then maybe they burn out on it and they, inevitably go back to lighter options and uh it kind of happens at an accelerated pace when you're in production because you're working on the beer you're tasting it every day so you know i still like drinking hazy ipas but i think a a lot of people um put in a lot of legwork at some of these breweries trying to put out lagers when you know they knew 
you know, maybe an IPA would do better in that spot, but they said, you know, something's got to give eventually and we're going to be ahead of the curve. And, you know, we're, we're new and we're kind of benefiting from that. So, you know, I guess I, I like this messaging of the year of the lager because I hope that more breweries get to make them more often. And we've certainly been lucky to be able to make a lot of them, but it didn't come out of nowhere. You know, it's been a process to get to the point where now oh yeah, beer media is kind of catching on and pushing it a little bit. And we'll see where it goes. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know what the general numbers is or if, or if that data is even out there about, you know, I, I'm sure Hazy IPA is still ruling the day, but um, it's nice to see a lager and to a certain extent Cezanne and some of these other styles, people making alt beers and ESB and all this type of stuff out there again, um, because, you know, certainly the craft beer world that I fell in love with was very diverse in styles. And it's gotten a little bit um, one-dimensional, uh, but I think we're kind of finding our way out of it. And um, speaking yeah, of year of the lager, there's so many more breweries now. The potential is kind of unlimited. There's there's so many more brewers and so much more creativity, and it'd be nice to see uh, some of that come back around to, um, you know, the classic styles that are already there and waiting <laughs> so like i said speaking of year of the lager we're gonna we're gonna move along here to the uh the schwarz beer oh <laughs> i mean this is the uh year of the lager episode i mean yeah. we, we usually start with lagers and then go into the hazy ipas just because of like the effect on the palate and everything mm -hmm. like that um but just being a lager heavy episode yeah we got that hazy out of the way so we can Enjoy some uh, some crispy sure, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna do uh, the Schwarz beer from Trace Brewing. It's a four point six alcohol by volume. A traditional German lager style. Schwarz beer is black with a tan head. Tasting notes of cocoa and freshly baked bread. Despite its jet black color, this beer is very clean and neutral. Just brewed a collaboration and uh, and uh, yeah, we uh, I'm. I'm well versed with the reviews of Untapped. Great Untapped. Oh yeah, yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we try and post our beers on Untapped. We do not rate the beers on Untapped, um, just because you know we feel that one. I, I I think the rating system. We we think the rating system should go. It really should be just kind of checking in the beers with Untapped. I feel like the, I guess the majority of people who are on Untapped aren't suited for rating and how, beer. Do, how do we feel about the uh the the community on untapped yep <laughs> yeah um all right let's get a crack here and get this poured uh three two one. Oh, nice yeah so we had our first schwarz beer from was it levante, levante. yeah so mm -hmm. we had their uh schwarz beer so um, this is a style that's no stranger to our podcast and we definitely enjoy it. And we have PTSD from the pronunciation because every time we said Schwartz beer, Jim Adams like Schwartz beer. He's like, actually, actually guys, it's Schwartz beer. Actually, Schwartz beer. <laughs> this is really good Schwartz beer. Schwartz actually, beer. can you hand me the can for a second? Yeah. Um, 
I've been wanting to mention this for all of the beers that uh, mm-hmm. we've been cracking here. You guys have exceptional artwork. Like, I wish I'd not be blurry, but this is incredible. You guys have a really incredible, like, unique style that's mm-hmm. uniform to almost all the beers. They have, like, the same kind of general layout, just like a different, like, Yeah, we're, we're definitely suckers for can art, and we're suckers for, like, continuity and yeah. uh, can art. I like a uniform brand, and you guys kind of bring that to, like, all of the... Uh, the beers you have here. Did you Thank spill? You. Did you spill beer Appreciate on your that. computer? Mm-hmm. Oh God! <laughs> Completely oh, missed. No. I whiffed. Ah, oh, he's crashing it. Number three's crashing again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 and I'm in turn four. Oh man, I am pissing off somebody who looks like Tom right now, listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's give this. Yeah, a, um, let's give this thing a taste here. Cheers, guys. Sancha. Cheers. Cheers. Our uh, our designer uh, Mike Tavilla, he took a lot of inspiration from. We have a um, we our breweries lots a lot. We have an, a long alley um, mm-hmm. next to us in Bloomfield, and we have uh, uh, Pittsburgh's only uh, open art wall for anyone to come by of, of any kind of skill set. Um, a lot of spray spray paint artists. A lot of folks just. Um, painting with different types of chalk or spray paint uh, pens. And uh, it's been open since October 2020, and the wall is constantly changing. It's cool to watch, you know, art like spray paint art, which typically you don't get to see the process. It just happens in the middle of the night. And then you see the the final product. These folks come out and and use our wall. And so a lot of our art and design seems – kind of abstract and spray paint esque and so he took a lot of inspiration from that. That's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. I feel like it might like bring some like spray paint turf wars in there. Like they come in like like a break dancing battle, but it's like spray paint graffiti. <laughs> like the like the movie breaking but like spray paint. Or breaking I know. electric. Well, that Boogaloo. was like that was definitely part of our concern. But you know there's a there's an incredible uh uh street code amongst graffiti artists and street artists and uh you know one of the only rules of, of the wall is that you know not to get too attached to your work because everyone owns the wall and mm-hmm. so it could be up for years as some some of them have been it could be up for a day um and it's just about respecting each other respecting the space um but it's cool to see that community come out and, and they all you know support each other and there isn't so much of that war just means you have to one up yourself after your stuff gets covered it's like mm-hmm. all right now how can i make yeah make it better than what i did before no, that's awesome. And this is the second brewery we've had on that has had a graffiti wall too. One of our early 2020 uh, ones. I'm I'm I is I don't know if Dave is committing to this bit or if he's actually frozen. Oh, he's oh actually, he was frozen. He was frozen. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was frozen for a little. Yeah, I thought I thought you were committing to the bit. Oh, now he is. Now, now he is. Now he's, really, he's moving. Yeah, like he's moving. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah, second see. Time, I got you again. <laughs> <laughs> um Man, this Schwartz, this Schwartz beer is, I want to live in this thing. <laughs> it uh, <laughs> definitely uh, goes with the overall impression of a Schwartz beer. Like, mm-hmm. although, like you know, having the like the darker, maltier backbone, it does have a clean finish on it. Oh yeah. Um, with this, and it's it's nice because we've we've come accustomed to being pretty like Eastern Pennsylvania influence just because mm-hmm. it's easier for us to do our podcast with that, you know, kind of stretching out to the West coast. We're having all these other or not West coast, but you know, Western part of Pennsylvania, you know, we're getting accustomed to some 
some other beers from different areas. Um, and speaking of that, we have a question coming in. Is Trace found on the eastern side of Pennsylvania, or are they going to have to take a road trip? Road trip. Road trip. Road right trip. now, yeah, your road trip. Just sweet talk Adam. <laughs> Coming out, or take your private jet. I'm out. falling apart. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> I'm just, falling apart here. Just tell Adam how much you like his scarf. Maybe he'll send you some beer. Schwartz beer took yeah. me down. I mean, <laughs> took down I the stash. I did ship. Yeah, sorry about the stash, Tom. I did ship them beers. So Zach and Dave, like I, I put some beer in the mail for Dan and Tom and uh, Governor know. Governor Wolf. Governor Wolf, earmuffs. You, you didn't hear earmuffs. that. You didn't hear that, oh. Governor Wolf. <laughs> Sorry about that. But I, I did include the shorts, but I, I didn't bring it with me tonight to be on the be live with. But we have a group text for all the bar, all the front of house bartenders at Trace, and you know, I think it was last night or two nights ago the shorts beard kicked, Damn. and I, I got that text, and I was like, man, mm. like I, I really miss having it on draft because <laughs> I would drink it while I was making all my tweets, and it's. Um, it's sad to see it go. It was a staff favorite for sure. Yeah. Uh, understandable. I mean, this is this is a great beer yeah. that kind of it, it bridges the gap between a lot of different styles, like people who enjoy like the maltier, maybe like porter heavy or like stout heavy beers, but also like lagers too. It kind of dances on the edge between all of those styles and it's so appro- like yeah. it's so approachable. You're, you're able to get that really nice uh roasted malt flavor uh, without it being super heavy or weighing you down. Um, you get that really nice uh, lightness that comes with a lager, um, but you get all that flavor, which is, I love, I'm, I'm, I've been really in love with the, the roasted malt lately, whether it be a Schwartz beer, a black lager and a black IPA. I feel like I'm talking to a completely different person now. You took the mustache off. No, it doesn't, it doesn't. I, <laughs> the, the Schwartz beer. I, I look over at you. I'm like, who are you anymore? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know who I am anymore. Well, I've lost all sense of. Uh, so one thing we talked about with Schwarz beers um, before with the uh, with Levante, uh, because I mean, although this is you know heavy, you know has a heavy malt characteristic, the clean finish really uh, speaks volumes about the water profile that you guys use um, or any brewery uses. Like you get that, you get a nice clean finish on this, like a Schwarz beer like this. It you know also lends itself to like a lot of breweries who do these German styles talk about like water is very important because they have to have that clean finish to, you know, display the malt, display the profile and everything. Yeah. All that, all that Heinz runoff is really uh, doing wonders yeah. for your, your beer. Yeah. <laughs> Catch a bottle in the mash. That's the secret. Uh, but the base of every, every good Pittsburgh beer is that, that ketchup liquid that comes out before the ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> French fries and the four law. It's the bucket they keep under Roethlisberger after the first half. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> uh, so are you guys, are, are you, are you going to be more kind of lager focused moving forward or are you going to keep like a, a kind of a mix of thing? Yeah, I think, um, um having the variety (laughs) having the variety has worked for us and um i feel extremely fortunate that um you know the community that's come out to the brewery has been coming out for everything you know i mean we still you know sell through some stuff faster than other things but luckily 
you know, we have gotten a lot of very vocal supporters of Lager and Cezanne and all the other stuff that we've done. So, you know, we're going to keep making it. I mean, the, the idea from the beginning was variety. It was a brewery for anybody um, that could just wander in. Uh, beer drinker, non-beer drinker. Hopefully, we got something for you, and uh, you know that we're just gonna stick with that. So, you know, lager is a huge part of that, um, and it's become a big kind of identity for us uh, from a beer perspective, in the sense that you know I've been out at some local events and festivals, and had someone come up and ask what we brought and then come to find out that like, Oh, we love all of your lagers. And it's like, Oh, well we have a fruited sour and IPA. And they're like, well, we'll be, we'll be there next week. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> they don't even want to try it. I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, we want to, we want to have, um, we want to have people like that. So yeah, I mean, we're going to keep doing it and keep pushing it forward. I mean, this, this beer is particularly funny one for me um, you know, as much as I don't brew for untapped, this beer has, I, I think is our highest rated lager on there, which originally zero three for this one. Originally I was going to put it into the fooder. Um, and I think now we definitely will do that. But at the time that I brewed it, I was like, let's see how it goes. I don't know what's going to happen here. Black lager. This is going to be a hard sell. And then, sure enough we make it and it's just people were just raving about it um we ripped through it i didn't see that coming but then also it ended up being part of a greater trend in pittsburgh where i think eight or nine breweries in pittsburgh made one this winter oh, yeah, really? every- at, at least seven at least seven yeah. are made it was a way. lot hmm. i was knocking mine out and i threw a post up online and i got a message from another brewer that said we just knocked one out yesterday and then all of a sudden (laughs) it was like there was two three four weeks there where every week two breweries were putting one on (laughs) (laughs) and it was not like that i mean i had not seen that in over the six years i've been in pittsburgh so i guess um you know, hashtag your blogger. <laughs> I will say the, uh, the dirt Munder is making a, making a run at the Schwarz beer for the uh, highest rated right now. So you've got the Schwarz beer at a 4.03. Cole Hill is coming in at 3.91. I mean, it's, it's get, it's, uh, it's on. It's, uh, That's another one that perplexes me too. I mean, <laughs> that, I love that beer. I didn't make, I didn't make it for, you know, the, the hype. <laughs> that's not why you go out and brew a Dortmunder it's it's that it's that heavy German influence in Pittsburgh (laughs) to go on that point I mean I think you know we we talked a lot before Trace opened that we wanted to brew a beer for everyone like the goal was to have beer for everyone on the menu at all times at least try to and uh I think you know whether it's the untapped crowd whether it's the super beer nerds or, or geeks or there's just someone coming off the street there, there typically is something for, for everyone. I mean, just the other day, you know, the building that we're in is like an old 
foundry, uh, aluminum, brass, bronze. And uh, I've been waiting since the day that we opened to meet someone who had like been in the building way back when, because it closed like in the 50s, early 60s. And uh, this older person kind of walked in and came in and, you know, wanted something that was like Iron City or Budweiser. And, and we had a Keller beer on for them. And they sat and told us how they had come in that building, come in our building, um, and hadn't been inside in 60 years. And I think, you know, for in a lot of situations, that person gets up and goes because there isn't something that speaks to them and to their taste. And uh, that that's always going to be a moment that sticks out of my mind. And, you know, again, it just happened recently, just just this last week, to allow them to sit there, talk to our bartenders, tell the story of, of when this was a foundry. And if it was all just one style or if it was all just um, too inaccessible to the average beer drinker, they probably would have just been like, oh, I'll, just, I'll go down the street. And so um, I think that really, again, really speaks to what Zach is doing is, you know, not trying to just brew for that, is trying to like, figure out what does the community want. Um, so we, we've talked about that a lot on the podcast of like, you have to have that approachable beer because you're going to get people that, bring their friends or, you know, a, a guy that brings his wife in and they're not, you know, they're not uh, a craft beer fan. And because what's when you the think, closest to Bud Light, right. Or they, yeah, let me get, I like icy light. What, what's that? What do you got? Give me an icy light, you know, it, it, but you get people that also, they think when they think craft beer, they think, you know, IPAs, they think I don't like any of that hoppy stuff. And it's like, well, no, here's a Pilsner. It's, it's what you have probably in the fridge in your garage right now, but you know, brewed on a smaller scale. Right. You know, so you have to have exactly. that, like that, uh, be able to uh, have an approachable beer for those kind of people. And, and, yeah. And I was really surprised uh, when Tom texted me the list of the beers, when he got them delivered, you know, he was like, you know, food or, you know, I was so fucking hyped. Yeah. Dirt wonder. <laughs> Like I thought he was listing officers from Hogan's Heroes <laughs> at first, and then I was like, "Oh yeah," I was gonna say Fooder, Dortmunder, oh awesome, and Schwarzbier ended with that. I was like, "Oh, this is sweet." Didn't even mention the IPA. He like, no, the the I I missed the IPA. <laughs> I missed the IPA before Adam was like, "Yeah, I sent you an IPA too," and I was like, "Oh yeah, there it is. Look at that." Tom got so excited about German beers, he just like I know he, he laid them all in his bed and did like a uh, like a snow angel in them. <laughs> I had my logger <laughs> had my logger yeah. goggles on. Did a little logger angel in yeah. the bed. <laughs> yeah, I know that, that that was purposeful. Yeah, when I was thinking when you know, when Dan and Tom reached out to the brewery about about tonight. I was like, man, I know what Zach's got in the tanks. I know what we're doing well with. Schwartz beer was flying, you know, in draft. Um, yeah, that, that was kind of why I put that together as like a package. But the, uh, yeah, it, it's funny because there's a good friend of the brewery. Her name is Maggie. She's a, um, she's a food and beverage writer for a magazine called Table. And she's done a few stories about the brewery. And literally like maybe two months ago, she emailed me using those exact words like you know is this the year of the lager can, can we talk about lager can we talk about 2022 with trace and lagering and i was like yeah like talk to zach but i think i think that it's definitely something that's approachable and it pairs well with our food trucks and it just it just hits it hits with the staff but i, I more importantly it hits with our community but i'm glad that you guys are enjoying the schwartz the dortmunder the fooder keller i mean yeah everything it's definitely 
I, I didn't even pivot. I've just been drinking lager the whole time tonight. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, I I told Dan that you only sold sent us one of each, so <laughs> it's uh when, well I, I had to fill the box because I, I got the box because I think Zach got a delivery. Okay, I'll, I'll stop. You, you, say, you sent four beers on, total. Tom. Oh Tom, Tom. <laughs> Come on. Keeping these I'm I'm, I'm I'm hogging these from I'm I'm gonna uh, Scrooge I'm Scrooge McDuckin. Uh, I'll, I'll mute. I'll mute myself. He's just <laughs> jumping into a pool of lager cans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm the smog of lager. The lager miser. Yeah. <laughs> Man, don't touch my don't touch my lager. Uh, <clears throat> all right, let's uh let's get our stock questions out of the way here, and then we can uh we can wrap wrap up and uh get these guys on the yeah, way. Yeah, we can do the uh yeah we'll do the stock questions. Yeah. Uh, I know Zach, it's uh, it's past nine o'clock. Are you still cool to hang for a little bit? Or it's it's gonna be yeah. Like- I mean, I'm here. It, uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked at the time and I was like, oh, it's 9.15. Is he going to turn into a pumpkin right now? The dog's still up making noise. He's awake. <laughs> There's no one like angrily waving at me in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Just your dog going. No, the dog is Dog's being yeah. <laughs> He finally calmed down. Uh, he's not making any more angry car noises. <laughs> All right, Daniel, you want to you want to give him your question? Yeah, so you guys mentioned, you know, working for a bunch of like, you know, different breweries leading up to this. Um I always like to ask, you know, brewers, owners, um kind of like the brewers favorite brewers, like somebody you guys either looked up to or it could be someone current right now that you guys are, you know, is think is, you know, catching fire or you guys really look up to right now. Um so, you know, who's uh, who's kind of your favorite brewer right now? Uh I can go first because I don't do production. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's there's a lot that I look up to, but there, so like I grew up in Ohio and and I moved to Pittsburgh about ten years ago. Um, so I grew up with this guy named Rafael, and Rafael is from Puerto Rico, and he you know found his way to Ohio, and he's now the head brewer at Pint House in Austin, Texas, and um, he brewed a open fermented um, like a saison, uh, just this like wild beer that he did that ended up winning gold at GABF a couple of years ago. And, oh, wow. and it, it's a guy that I grew up with and, and he was so proud of it. And, um, you know, he's the only close friend of mine from my hometown that's working in craft beer right now. I mean, and I'm not in production, I'm just in marketing, but, um, definitely Raphael, like he, brewed, he opened a couple of breweries, one in Chicago, uh, one in Wooster, Ohio called JAFB which stands for just a fucking brewery. It was such a simple concept. <laughs> and and, and they, they've, they've had some amazing beers come out as well. And when he moved to Texas and took the job at Pint House and they made him head brewer, um, he's had the kind of the creative freedom to experiment and do some new stuff. And they've kind of almost made him, he, he's the head brewer, but he's definitely focused on the, on the wild program. Uh, that's where his focus has gone the last couple of years. But um and that's not at all part of my my day to day at Trace with marketing, but from a from a beer and like an emotional tie perspective, I try to keep up with Raphael and what he's up to in Austin because uh, it's definitely kind of impacted and guided some of my career as well. That's really cool. They, I yeah. like the uh, the open fermentation stuff. It's like like some, Allagash. Yeah, I was gonna like say that's some Rob Todd shit. <laughs> <laughs> some Rob Todd. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you just mentioned them, Dan. I mean, I was going to say Allagash, you know, since Zach and I cut our teeth up in New England, it's like hard not to, you know, uh, rep Allagash as the Bob Dylan of uh, breweries since it's kind of like all all brewers love uh, Allagash. It's something that like I think we're all kind of inspired by what, what they've done, our cool ship room. Um, definitely, you know, pay some respect to them with, with three, with three windows and the centered cool ship, um, just like what they have. Um, so that's something that like, you know, when I'm back in new England or I see them on the shelves, I always, I always try to try to drink their stuff. I mean, even Allagash white is a great beer. Um, it's probably what they're best known for, but just their, um, everything that they do is uh, kind of turns to gold. So, uh, that's something that's yeah, definitely one of my, my favorite, um, you know, both famous and like unsung heroes. Um, and then, you know, always excited here in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think there's two breweries with old thunder and necromancer just doing awesome things. They both, um, opened up around the same time as, as trace. Um, like Zach mentioned earlier, our second vocational brewer, Nina is the assistant brewer there with, um, Laura, their head brewer. So two women, uh, brew team and just really killing it right now. So definitely check them out. That's awesome. And exactly what I thought about when you said, uh, when I heard about your cool ship program is like, Oh, you guys are from new England. It's like, Allagash. Yeah. I was, mm. of course you guys have a cool ship program. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought of a couple different places. Um, uh, definitely, uh, definitely necromancer locally doing interesting stuff, making a lot of, um, classic and forgotten styles, um, trying to do something different which I always appreciate. Um, there's a brewery in uh, Ohio called Noble Creature that does a lot of that type of thing. Um, really interesting lager and wild beer stuff in a, in the Youngstown, Ohio. Really nice people that came by the brewery. Um, there's a Saison brewery in Chicago called Is Was that's focusing all on just classic saisons and some Brett saisons. They've done a lot of a uh, little bit of folk stuff, but really doing it correctly and uh, always excited to see people do something that because they love it, you know, it's um, and then uh, uh, really also love what uh, primitive brewing has done in Colorado with their spontaneous program also got a chance to meet them when they came into pittsburgh one time really nice people and again doing something that's hard to do well and not for everyone and that's they've got all my respect and and of course they you know one of my favorite things and experiences is drinking um like straight uncarbonated lambic in europe it and i think it kind of bridges the gap between beer and wine in a lot of ways and they're out there selling uh you know still spontaneous beer in a bag in a box <laughs> and they'll probably be able to ship it to your door in most states and um i really love that i love the adventurousness of it and uh the uniqueness of it in the states so a lot of cool stuff i'll have to check that out primitive yeah. if they yeah if they ship the pa then 
a, they do a box yeah, they, a box of Landic. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> it's gonna take me I'll back to my college. Lambic, but... <laughs> take my college days where I got the box of wine. I just got a box of Landic. You're just taking the bladder out and slapping it. Oh, I was. Um, <laughs> I immediately went to Dirty Ho. I was thinking, of, <laughs> well, Hogarden and Frambois. Yeah. Really nice people. Yeah. Um. So, I always like to ask what uh what your desert island beer would be. So like uh. If you had to drink one style of beer for the for the rest of your life, could be style, could be a specific beer. If you had to drink one for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's a trap one. trap question. <laughs> Take trap, weather trap. out of the equation. It's yeah. not a desert. Desert it could be just anything. Well, you said desert island, so like my mind went to you know I'm from Miami originally. My first beer was Corona and drinking with, you know, my dad when I was younger, not drinking age. So I'm like, it's hard not to think of the beach and think of, you know, Corona and that skunked beer and just always <laughs> loving it growing up. But if we're not a desert, nice clear I'm glass bottle. It, yeah. yeah <laughs> just, just getting all of that sun, just getting a nice tan on that beer. Yeah. <laughs> so just welcoming parents, oxidation. Yeah, my parents were not, not big drinkers. So they definitely just like fell into that. Florida vibe. They're like, that's what they have in the fridge. So those are my first <laughs> Boat beers. beers. Yeah. But uh, I also think about it. I'll pass the mic. If we're not actually on a desert island, because that is important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this could be a desert island in Alaska. I mean. <laughs> True. Global warming. All right. I really, the first thing, and it's weird. I don't know why, but the first thing that popped in my head was uh, uh, De La Seine Terrace Bulba. I love that beer. Such a brewer so answer. Much. I know. <laughs> Such a brewer answer. So simple and so perfectly done. And it just always, if I could have it all the time, I would drink it all the time. They, they got a case of it in at, there's actually a beer distributor like right next to the brewery. And sometimes I'll go in there and they had it and, you know, it is what it is. It's an imported beer. It's not cheap, but I was going in there basically buying the case out a bottle at a time. And I could tell like none of the staff knew what it was. No <laughs> one else was buying it. They didn't have a price tag on it. I'm like, how much is this? And they took, they all kind of like huddled up and they're like, it became like an Arabian bazaar. <laughs> how much is like, this worth to you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I love that beer. And, uh, so that would that was the first thing that popped in my head, but I also really love um, the uh, Boone Fooder Straight Lambic series. In the time that I've gotten to spend abroad in Europe, you can usually find it on draft somewhere, and it's just if you love spontaneous beer, there's really nothing like having it flat and a little warm it's it's the closest thing like that those those beers and like um uh you know uh cantiana makes one um, but just it's the closest thing you can get to actually just drinking it straight out of the barrel <laughs> <laughs> which ah uh, man maybe it's just because like good nice memories for me but I love that stuff. And Cantillon guess- was the uh, was actually you mentioned Cantillon was the last time we had a brewer on the podcast. That was his Desert Island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's but really that's more of like a style thing, like yeah. just the straight lambic, or 
or Terrace Bowl. But I mean, I love Belgian beer so much. But those two things, I guess, would be it for me. What about Adam there? Well, he, oh man, he, oh yeah, so he I, did. yeah. I guess for yeah for the Desert Island question, I mean, I I, I so I live here in Pittsburgh. I've lived here ten years. Um, I always just in my apartment always keep cans of Iron City Lager. I know that um, we're talking to you guys out in Eastern PA, but it is such a well-done lager. Um, I I always reach for it if I'm eating dinner, having friends over, doing anything, right? Like even just working on my tweets, like anything I'm working on, I, I can always have an Iron City. Um, the funny thing is the, um, you know, when I think about Iron City, like I haven't even told Zach and Dave this, but like about five years ago, uh, Iron City, because they're based here, they do market research and they do um, these blind taste tests where they'll, they'll bring in common beer drinkers to blind taste test these cups that are opaque. And they'll and one cup is Coors Light, one cup is Miller Light, one cup is Bud Light, and then one cup is Iron City. And you have to either rank them or, you know, pick which is which. Oh, there's the dog. What's up, <laughs> What's up Winston? And uh, there was a room of like maybe 17 or 18 people. And I was able to properly identify Miller Lite, Coors Light, Bud Light, and Iron City in a blind taste test. Because I knew like basically I was like, here's what I don't like. and Here's what I do like. And then the two in between, it's a coin toss. And, um, and Iron City has always been my favorite, like just local macro lager. And uh, I've actually even gone to parties where I've been invited by other brewers and I'm thinking, oh man, I gotta show up something cool. Like I don't know what to do. And then I just show up with a 12 rack of Iron City, and everyone's like, oh dude, can I get one of those? Like I'm not trying to drink all this crazy shit. And and it's cool that like it's local ish, and they have a lot of plans to to bring manufacturing and a tap room vibe back to Pittsburgh. But um, yeah, man, I, it's weird to say that as I yeah work for Trace in the craft industry, but like I, I do, I love Iron City. Um, I need to go buy some tonight because I'm down to my final cans. But. So, so I'll say I, I lived out in Pittsburgh for about five years. And, uh, so I know that, uh, a Permani, Permani brothers sandwich with an icy light, it just hits different. I just saw a, a, a cold, crisp, icy light out of the, uh, out of the metal can. Take, out of a metal bottle, it uh, it, it hits different. I'll, I'll take the icy light. You can keep that for me, brother. So much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with Dan. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's that it is yes. quintessentially Pittsburgh, and um, yeah, like you know, I think a lot of folks who visit the city who Google stuff and read stuff on Yelp or whatever, are like, oh shit, I gotta get Romanies, I gotta get Iron City. I mean, you can, but you could probably pair Iron City with anything else, you know, better. <laughs> I'd pair it with a shot before I have Permanis. <laughs> we call we call that a citywide. <laughs> citywide. Yeah, citywide. Yeah. Shot and a beer. Six bucks. Yeah. I I lived in Rittenhouse Square for about a year. And when I was in Philly, I remember drinking Citywide over on 13th and Broad at uh, Bob and Barb's. And yeah, that, that I miss those days for sure. I, I got nothing but love for Philly, but I don't think you can get a citywide here. I think you would just order an Iron City or you would order what was it? An imp and iron? Is that right, Zach? <laughs> do, do they call it the Yinzer wide? <laughs> I think it's was it was like what it was it? It was an imperial shot of whiskey and an, and an iron imp and iron. Do you guys remember that pairing? 
Was that a thing? I don't know. Oh, shoot. I'm totally <laughs> off. <laughs> it's cool. All right. I, just, I should know. Home, you know. I don't know what's going on out there. Let's, uh, let's get this thing wrapped up here. Get these guys out of here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, guys. Zach's going to turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> Still alive. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for yeah, coming on the podcast. Really uh, appreciate it. First, you know, Pittsburgh Brewery, you guys, I mean, knocked it out of the park with the beers. We were really excited about them, um, you know, initially and did not disappoint. So, no. um, great representation hey. of what the uh, West Coast of Pennsylvania has to offer, guys. Cheers. Yo. Cheers. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, to all your listeners on the East Coast, come out West Side. Um, come represent, <laughs> you know, out in Pittsburgh. And, you know, we will definitely, uh, you know, welcome you with open arms and some cold beer. So definitely come check us out when you're out here. Um, <clears throat> hold on. We got one. Yeah. The Impenarn is a thing. Impenarn <laughs> is a thing. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I wasn't making that up. Yeah. This, I know. <laughs> this person who I was assured was going to send us some kind of porn link. Yeah, I, I, I saw the name and I was like, is this? <laughs> Imp and Iron, yeah. Bring the stash. <laughs> he's got to find a better adhesive for yeah. it. Yeah. I got I to gotta try a little harder. I, for one, cannot grow one, so you'll get baby face over here. Mine's shite. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so let's get out of here, uh, guys. Uh, follow, rate, review. Um, <laughs> uh, Thank you. Thank you for the support through COVID. <laughs> Follow rate review. Uh all major platforms. Uh give us a rating. Dan, what's that rating? Five star party, baby. Five star party. Um yeah. Um <clears throat> donate to the podcast. Uh brought it up in the at the beginning. Support uh by through donation. Uh anchor.fm slash best best friends pod. Uh to go on there, donate. We'll figure out something to do for you guys if uh if you donate. Um, yeah, we're thinking of coming up with some ideas like, Hey guys, if, if you really like the podcast, yeah. you know, throw us a couple bucks. Hey, we might, uh, cover the wolf, cover your ears. We might send you beer. We might, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, follow us on all major social media platforms. Dan, what, what's our, what's our handle? Our handle is best, best friends pod. That's best, best friends. I'll spell it out for you. P O D. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think they can email us too. Yeah, you you can actually. It's bestbestfriendspod at gmail.com. Again, guys, I'm going to spell it for you. Best Best Friends P-O-D. At gmail.com. And you can, uh, if you're, you know, watching us live, uh, you know, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch is also a, a, a great option as well. Yeah, we got a lot of Twitch uh, yeah. here. We got Hello Beautiful on Twitch now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can uh, check out our Twitch. It's uh, Best Best Friends Podcast. It's uh, twitch.tv slash Best Best Friends P-O-D. So Cast. <clears throat> uh, I think that about wraps it up, huh, Dan? About wraps it up. Guys, uh, do you guys have any events coming up at uh, Trace? Anything you guys want to plug? Um, go ahead, Dave. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're doing a skate fest on Saturday, April 23rd in that alley with all the spray paint. Um, you know, our brewery used to be an underground punk music venue before, um, um, it was, it was empty for several years before Trace took it over, but it had many lives. You know, like I said, it was, uh, 
a foundry. It was paint manufacturing. It was an actual car shop. It was a punk music venue. So we're, we're, we are partnering with the other two skateboarding and skate shops in Bloomfield. Oh, awesome. we got a bunch of punk bands coming. Um, this is everything great beer I love. And food, yeah. so <laughs> you should, you know, come, we're going to take over the alley there. We're shutting down the street and uh, it should be, you know, a really great music, great art, great spray, spray paint artists, uh, food, everything else. So come check us out. Awesome. Uh, I think it, I think it's Saturday, April 23rd. I got that date, right? So, yeah. And, um, uh, and check out their Instagram at trace brewing. That's, what's that? Three days before, uh, the thing, the, uh, the national holiday or no, the yeah. Pittsburgh, uh, yeah. Is that the Pittsburgh Phil, uh, Philly East East Philly invades Pittsburgh, I Some guess, like uh, beer yeah. fest, I think is like, that oh, same yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, oh, I thought we were talking about 420. Oh, oh that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we might be out in uh, in Pittsburgh during that. Oh, time. cool. Definitely nice. uh, come by. Man, I might have to come out say. earlier if they're going to have this skate fest. Yeah. Dust the yeah, cobwebs uh, off and get out there. Dan's going to roll an <laughs> ankle or two. Oh, man. It's going to be great. <laughs> say goodbye yeah, to my I'm, ACL. <laughs> I was going to say our one year anniversary is March 19th, um, which will be exciting. That, that'll be our first ever you know bottle release. That's I'm speaking on behalf of Zach here, but yeah, we do have some fun stuff planned for March 19th, along with what Dave said about April 23rd with the skateboard festival, but also POD filmed the youth of the nation music video in Pittsburgh. You guys might've already known that. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, Tom, do you you have the video handy? I don't. It's a, oh the scene where they're they're driving over that um basically it's like a highway on ramp over an underpass yeah and if you look up in that part of the video that it's new kensington it's just like eight miles up the river from pittsburgh it's pretty wow. funny but, payable on death wait how far down our instagram is that <laughs> so so we uh we did a pod oh. uh we did a POD cameo. Are we? Are we doing that? I'm gonna find it. I'm oh. gonna find it right now. <laughs> I, I, I can. I, I, I can bring it in real quick. I was gonna say, I, how handy is it? I, I think I'm the last surviving member of the folks who still listen to music from 2002 to the end of 2002. False. And, um, False. You False. Get, you get. <laughs> and I wanted to congratulate Dan and Tom from the best best friends podcast in the world. Celebrating their one year anniversary of their podcast. Yeah, this was after man. season one. You guys are doing awesome things. Uh, I wish you guys nothing but the best, man. Thanks for being fun. Thanks for having a blast. Thanks for rocking with the best and playing POD, man. I appreciate you guys so much. And uh, yeah, hit me up somehow, some way. Let's find a way to get on your show. I would love to hang out and talk. Open to you invitation. Podcast. Uh, so for me, damn. Love my wow. God bless you guys. Peace. Yeah, wow. uh, uh, so he 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 was a liar. Uh, first of all, because I reached out to him several times, and uh, <laughs> I re- reached out to him several times, and he did not want to come rock with the best. Oh man, <laughs> uh, liar, sinner. Um, all right, let's get these guys out of here. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for coming for, on. It was a ton of fun. Thanks for doing this, Dan. You know how I feel about you. I love you. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. And remember, it's not goodbye forever. It's just. We had one more POD drop. Yeah, I know. Dave's Dave's <laughs> trying so hard to be frozen. <laughs> I know. He was, twitch- he was twitching for a second. I'm like, ah, oh, man. Shoot. Don't fraud, man. We got it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, 
Trace Brewing, thank you guys very much for coming on. Thank you. And guys, always remember, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That was the Clinton family. It's been episode one. You should have said that with the mustache on. Should have. <laughs> uh, Best Best Friends Podcast, episode 104. We out. See you. Friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos. Videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Clang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalet. A cluggalet. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both. So it's all for me. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan. How could you go wrong? So many pods up there. Were it the ones for me? Epstein is still alive and listens to best best friends pod.